here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. My name is David Kaufman, outreach coordinator at the Sebring Terror Trail, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, it's Heather. I'm the co-owner of the 17th Door Haunted House, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Tucker from Knott's Berry Farm, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hello, this is David Cantu, the creator of the Haunted Storage Yard here in Burbank, California, celebrating its ninth season, and you're listening to a very special haunt series of the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please, secure your hats and glasses, and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Andrew Locke. Hi everyone, this is Andrew, one of the producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast. Got a very special haunt interview today for our final haunt interview of uh, season three and final episode of season three for the haunt season when it comes to haunts the level of scariness or intensity definitely varies from one haunt to the next in general independent haunts have a higher level of intensity as compared to say theme park haunts here on the coaster challenge podcast we're definitely our big haunt fans we've interviewed various haunts over the past few years but today we're taking things to a whole new level a much more intense one Today, we're going to be talking with what is considered to be one of the most intense and scary haunts in the United States, if not the entire world. This haunt is so intense that each guest is required to sign a waiver, and better yet, there's even a safe word. Welcome to the podcast, co-owner of 17th Door, Heather Luther. Welcome, Heather. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're happy to have you, and you know, Heather is... Uh, I myself just experienced 17th Door, your haunt, uh, for the first time uh, a week ago, literally a week ago here in haunt season. Um, you know, I'm very excited to talk to you today. I was very excited to do the haunt based on the recommendations and friends of mine to check it out, check out the 17th Door, and then experiencing, and I'm even more excited to talk to you, as I figured to be the case, so it's going to be great. Um, cool. Yeah, thank you for thank you for taking the time in the middle of you know your season. You're there in the in the warehouse where everything happens, all the magic happens. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Happy happy to take the time. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, the way our interviews work uh, is the first uh, half or maybe third of the interview is going to be just talking to you about you as a person because you are a person separate from the Seventeenth Door, and specifically you and haunts. And, and and the fear journey that can go around that, you know, facing fears, going to haunts and things like that. So we're going to kind of look back in your past and, and so forth, just, just for a few minutes, nothing too intense. Sure. Uh, and then speaking of intensity, then we're going to kind of ratchet up the intensity and, and focus the main part of the interview on the 70 door itself and got various questions and things to talk about there. Okay. So but first, we'll get started with just you. So for the to begin with, 
Uh, tell our audience about yourself and your experience working in the haunt industry. Okay. Um, so I've always loved Halloween. It's, one, it's my favorite holiday. I've always loved going to haunted houses just from a young teen, you know, but really just all of the theme park ones, not scary farm, Universal Studios. I had never really ventured past that. Um, never really thought about it. I was never an over like thrill seeker where I needed more. I just enjoyed the experience. I loved getting scared. I love that adrenaline rush and just Halloween in general. I love the decorations, the scariness, the, the gross, the blood, all of that. I just have always loved it. Um, nice. So, yeah, I mean, until we decided to open our own haunted house, I didn't have really much experience with any independent haunts or anything beyond just the the typical theme park haunt that was the close to my house you know never traveled to see any haunted houses um of course now that we've been doing this for so long it's definitely something i want to do you just never have the opportunity because we're here running a haunt you know um, right, but yeah right, i've always right. loved halloween my birthday's in october so it's just naturally my holiday Right. No, that's great. I love it. I figured you're a big horror fan. I mean, I can relate. I've always been a big horror fan. My parents, I was an only child and I was a good kid. I, I rarely got in trouble. And because of that, my parents were able to trust me. And they were, you know, as you know, this is not when I was five years old, but say, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, they were okay with me watching R-rated movies. And go, I remember going with friends when I was you know, maybe 10, 11 or so. I don't know what it was when like, I think it was the fourth uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, Nightmare you know, an Elm Street movie came out and I remember seeing the Jason movies, the you know, the Friday the 13th movies when I was a little kid and just yeah. being exposed to haunts, uh, to, to horror movies, I should say, at a very young age. Um, I don't even remember the first time I went through like a haunt attraction or haunted maze, but, you know, I was fairly young, a teenager. Uh, and and I, you know, I just love this whole genre. It's such an awesome genre. It's probably one of my favorites along with sci-fi. And I love sci-fi horror, you know, when you combine those two so yes. movies and, and, and themes and so forth. But, uh, you know, and just being a fan of horror movies and movies in general, and then getting into theme parks when I was a teenager as well. Those two colliding, like yourself, I went to a lot of theme park cons. I've been to pretty much all the major chains here in the U.S., you know, SeaWorld Bush Gardens, uh, Cedar Fair, of course, you know, Scary Farm being an example of that, Six Flags, Universal, both coasts. I've, I've been to all, basically, yeah. you know, all of them, you know, and and what I found is that I enjoy them. I still go to them. You know, mm -hmm. I, I went to 70 Door in the middle of going to Not Scary Farm. I went later that night. I'd gone the night before. I went the night next, the next night. <laughs> um, and I still love going to those, but they're not scary. Right. They're not, they're not <laughs> enough. Just like I have to keep chasing bigger and, and more intense coasters because, you know, most of them I'm kind of just, I can take a nap on, so to speak. You know, I still enjoy them, but I'm looking, you know, we're all as enthusiasts, whether it be coaster enthusiasts, like a lot of our audience or haunt mm -hmm. enthusiasts, which some of us are both like myself, theme park enthusiasts, you know, we're always looking for something more, something better, better quality, more intense. And, and so I branched out into independent haunts and especially with this podcast, we started getting invited to media events. I was getting invited to media events here in Florida and I never even reached out to the organization. I don't even know how they got hold of me, but it was great. And yeah. I started covering independent haunts starting a few years ago and going to Okay. Them. Yeah. And then that helped me ratchet up that intensity. And then just getting, you know, like I said earlier, friends that I've made over the years, you know, one of the things that's great with friends is we share with each other. We we expose each other to you know, new movies that we haven't seen before, mu music, 
experiences, including haunts. And it's my friends, Freddie and Bella, who are probably listening right now. Hi, Freddie and Bella. Um, <laughs> they told me last year when they were out here in Orlando for Horror Nights, uh, which again, a great event always here in Orlando, but not that scary, still fun. Uh, they were telling me, because they're big haunt fans, about the 17th door. And I'm like, and they were just describing it without spoiling it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it just, I started looking it up uh, on, on my phone right there and waiting in line for one of the houses here at Horror Nights. And I, I could not believe what I was seeing. And I'm like, I was told Freddie, I said, Freddie, when I go to California next September for my annual haunt trip, I am doing this. And well, here we are a year later. Yes, and, yes. and I did it. I survived. And here we are to talk about it. But anyways, yeah. So I, I can definitely relate to your perspective. And I think for a lot of us, it starts with the theme parks and then it branches out. So Yeah, I have I kind of had the same experience even in theme parks too. Just yeah. loving rides and roller coasters and then kind of seeking like, oh, well, what else is there? You know, how are, do they get scarier than this one? And so I can see that natural progression of things, you know, in the same way with haunted houses. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, one thing I'll mention, you know, to our audience here, I love giving advice. It's kind of the nature of our podcast is to help people. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage anyone in our audience who maybe you've only done theme park haunts, whether it be the 17th door or the host of hundreds of others around this country that are even, you know, in Europe and elsewhere, these, these independent haunts that exist, check them out. I really encourage you. We've interviewed a number of them here on this podcast, uh, mainly here really US based, but I would encourage you to check them out because they're different and they're, they're really fun. They're really, they're really amazing. They don't necessarily have in all cases, the, the intense and amazing and polished set design at say, you know, Universal's Horror Night, especially in Orlando or even Scary Farm. They don't necessarily have that, but they have things that those, those don't, they go to a much different level. Like we're going to talk about today with 17th Door. Yeah. And, um, and, and again, we get into that later. I was, I had already been prepared about some of the things I was told about 17 door, but I was still blown away by those things and how good they were and how complex they were. But we'll, we'll get to that later. But um, before we talk about 17 door, let's just again, talk a few more things about yourself. Okay. So obviously you're a haunt fan. You were a haunt fan before you started the 17th door and started working in the industry. Looking back on, you know, however long it's been since you've gone to haunts which haunt or which it could be a specific event it could be a certain year at scary farm or it could be a specific haunted house or attraction which one do you think was the one that scared you the most and that kind of helped you break your any fear that you had so um i don't the, the thing that actually sticks out in my mind was after we had decided to open a haunted house and we knew it was going to be an extreme haunt. Um, and we can talk about why we knew that later, but um, <laughs> we decided to actually go to a few independent haunts around our area that year, the year before we opened. Um, and so it was in one of those and it was sinister point near us. Um, I don't even remember what city they were in that year, but there was, it, it was so different from what we had experienced going to the theme park haunts that I had been to and just different elements and different things that they do to the guests. So it was a simple thing. We had gotten split up. So put individually into these dark hallways and I was alone. Um, that was the first time I had experienced being alone right in a haunted house usually you right. have someone to grab onto before in front of you behind you whatever <laughs> so just being alone in the pitch black 
I definitely like panicked. I had, I remember just feeling like I was certain someone was in there with me, you know, a monster or whatever, when I don't think they were, I didn't really ever verify it or know because I couldn't see anything. But that moment of just going through that hallway alone, you know, just feeling walls, it was terrifying, terrifying for me. I've, yeah. And it was so weird because, I mean, it was great. And, you know, afterwards you come out and you get to talk about that feeling and having that feeling for the very first time was awesome, you know, because it's like, oh, I've never felt that before. I was like really scared, but scared in a way, you know, nothing bad is going to happen to you, but like legitimately terrified. <laughs> right. So that was, that was the one moment in that, in that haunt that I was like, oh man, this is freaking scary. <laughs> That's, Being alone. Yeah. And, you know, who knew? And I, I know because, you know, running this haunt, people are afraid of being separated from their group, of being in a chamber by themselves and being alone. And that is a pretty solid, common fear for anyone right. who's coming to this for the first time or coming to an independent haunt for the first time. I don't know if that's utilized a lot in independent haunts, but it is it was terrifying for me at the time. It was really very scary. That totally makes sense. That really makes sense. And yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Again, I do go to theme park haunts a lot. I'm blessed with uh, living uh, five minutes, literally five minutes from, I could literally walk there, from one of the best theme park resorts in the world, uh, which is Universal Orlando. And there again, Halloween Horror Nights, uh, they... <laughs> we we want to go down an MST3K kind of discussion. I can talk about how much work <laughs> one Hollywood is because there's it is so striking that the same company technically makes both those songs happen because it's like they're so opposite ends of the spectrum. Wow. It's embarrassing for Hollywood. I did Hollywoods again this year, but mm. Orlando's is fantastic and um so different, thankfully. But one of the things that event has is the conga lines. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really the victim of its own success and order because of when people they have come to that event and trying to, you know, have maximum capacity because all these people are trying to get in. In fact, yeah. I heard today they sold out of frequent fear passes. And here for disclosure, we're recording this interview at the end of September, you know, halfway through haunt season, not even mm. at this point. And, you know, again, they're victims of their own success. And, and so they've got to have those conga lines. So I've done a, a lot of independent haunts and, and many of them, they they may not send you individually, but they space out the groups because right. again, smaller capacity and it's more awesome and intense that way. And scary, like you said, yes. and yes. I've experienced some of those where you get split up and, and even with 17th door, you know, it's generally groups, but there were moments and I'm sure you guys do this on purpose where I, we literally were separated from each other in the same room, but, but mm-hmm. separated. I won't get into specifics. You know what I'm talking about? Um, where we're physically separated even, and, and it makes it more intense. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, they're not with me anymore. Yeah. What's going to happen? And, and, you know, we're not saying one of them where you literally can't see what's going to happen. And which is one of my, was one of my favorite rooms. And uh, anyways, but yeah, it makes it more intense to be split up, even if you're in the same room, but separated, let alone like you experienced uh, going through on your own, going through a whole maze, going through these dark hallways, pitch black. Yeah, that's totally makes sense. Yeah, your security blanket's gone. You've just been, yeah. you know, taken away from the one thing that's keeping you safe, your friend or whatever, you know. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that intense experience, that was called Sinister. What was it called? Point. Sinister Point. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. Okay, there's so many. And do they still exist, by the way? Or I think they do other things, but I'm not sure. I don't think they've been running a haunt for a few years. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, that was out in the LA area, I'm assuming. Or- yeah, Orange County. 
Yeah, there's so many haunts out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the competition, everything. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot to see still as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As I come back each year, I'm going to do my favorites. Like, I'm not going to do Hollywood again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hollywood. I can take that time to do, you know, seventy door, and then you know maybe do one or two others, and uh, you know. But anyways, there's so much to try. It's exciting. But in any case, so facing your fears are at sinister point. Uh, that most intense fear. Uh, how did that impact you? You know, conquering your fear and you know, how you felt afterwards. Like, talk about that. Yeah, I think it's just with anything when you can push through something that you're afraid of, whether it's killing spiders in your house, which is another fear that I've been working on for many years of my life. Um, you know, really, there's just so many things that people are afraid of talking in front of public or anything dogs, you know, there's so many fears in general. And, you know, they talk about exposure therapy and doing things over and over again until you can conquer those fears. So I think the only way to do it and conquer a fear is to face it, right? So right the more you do something, the less scary it becomes. And then, you know, for people like you and me, right, then you're not scared of anything because you're going through every haunted house in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But, you know, if you want to get through something, then you have to kind of push through it, even if you're scared, right? I mean, I think yep. probably any psychiatrist would probably tell you that. I'm not a professional, but um, so, yeah, I think that's just kind of, I mean, aside from the adrenaline rush and that what people want, you know, just because it makes them feel good, Right. And they get to, it, I think a lot of times too, those are just bonding experiences with whoever you're with. Yep. You have those like strong fears that you're experiencing with somebody. And then you get to kind of, I don't know, you're just bonded to the, to these people more because of what you went through together, you know? Right, right. No, absolutely. I, I yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree and kind of touch upon a couple of really good points you made there. First was talking about exposure therapy. And, and that's a lot of what we talk about. Uh, and, and it's really the mission of this podcast is, uh, is basically facing your fears and mm -hmm. the efficacy of that. So uh, we talked, we talk about, and we talk to the various guests that we have on, you know, not every guest is necessarily, you know, runs in a very intense haunt or works at a theme park. Some of them are just theme park fans or haunt fans. But, yeah. you know, whoever we talk to, we talk about their fear journey, how they face their fears, whether it was a roller coaster, a dark ride, a drop ride or a haunt mm -hmm. and, and, and what the benefits are. And, you know, in terms of, you know, for various people, it helps them with physical afflictions, helps them with certainly with depression, anxiety, anxiety is a big one because anxiety mm -hmm. is fear. But what we talk about is, and I, I've talked about this again and again in the podcast, is that it's, it's like working out of the gym but it's mental. It's not physical where if you face your fears again and again, riding different roller coasters, going through different haunted houses, you're, you're going to get better and better at facing fear. And the three, the thing that's really cool about it, I've seen this in my own life is when you keep doing it in these various ways, it then branches out into other areas where, where you don't face fear as much and you're able to have less anxiety in situations in general because right. you're training your mind that it's okay that, yeah, bad things happen, but for the most part, usually things are going to be okay. You know, yeah. just don't, don't get, you know, face the situation with as much energy and nervousness that is warranted. And so, yeah, I mean, sure. If a plane's hijacked and you're on it, yeah, that's a time to be nervous. <laughs> oh to, God, don't you say know? that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, real world situations happen, but again, how, you know, how often is that that sort of thing happens, especially these days with everything that happened after 9-11, how much security has been increased. You know, again, these really intense situations that are really dangerous don't happen a whole lot, thankfully, because we relatively live in a, I should say, we live, relatively speaking, in a 
most part safe world here in a first world country in the U.S. and all that. So again, you know, it's it's most of the stuff we get nervous about. It, it's it's no big deal. It's 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 not real. Um, and and so we learn to just be cool with things, to chill. And, and so you know that exposure therapy that you spoke of, and you know, I, I, one of the things I talk about a lot of our audience are coaster enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. They they're not necessarily park fans. They just like coasters. And I encourage, I'm not that. I am a coaster fan, but I also love parks. And I encourage them to branch out. Check out the other things in theme parks. Well, likewise, go beyond that. Check out haunts. Check out independent haunts. Go beyond theme parks. And the more you expose yourself to different controlled fears, the better off you are. And that's that exposure therapy kind of expanded. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Just being able to build an overall confidence, right? Which help you make facing fears in other parts of your life. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can relate to that totally. Yep. Yep. It's, it's psychology one-on-one. And see, the other thing you mentioned is about the kind of the bonding that happens. So first of all, I love that you guys take photos at the end, like the kind of a typical thing, you know, with a background and all that. I, I, cause we, we, our photo came out great. The one where, you know, it's (laughs) not, this is not spoiling anything because we're, by the way, audience, we're trying, Heather and I trying to be really careful to not spoil the experience. So we're going to be talking in generality as much as we can. This isn't spoiling anything. It's just your typical background. It's not a green screen. Uh, and, and basically you do like a regular pose and then the photographer asks you to, to do a like scary pose, like, you know, imagine you're all scared. And that's the one that we really loved (laughs) and it was our group. And the funny thing was, and this is hilarious. We all were laughing about this is remember we were talking to Heather in advance because we've been prepping for this interview that you told us we were going to get our own private group. And this was going to be Freddie, myself, Bella, Freddie's girlfriend, and then, uh, my friend Anthony that was joining us. Well, and, and don't get me wrong here, oh, no. follow, me here. follow me here, follow me here. So we wound up, we had someone else join us and I could tell what happened because he was by himself and he needed to group people. So we had, we had a, a token fifth person. Oh my gosh. And, but I have to tell you, Heather, so one of the things, and we'll get into this more later that I like about the 17th door and I like about a, a certain horror attractions. It's not just scary horror. It's funny too. There's a comedic aspect of things. And 17th door definitely has that. And so in that light, we had our fifth person that we didn't know. And he was a Disney Disneyland cast member. Oh, wow. And I'm a big Disney fan. I, ju- I went to Disneyland twice when I was, was out there in California last week. I'm a Disney World uh, pass holder. You know, don't get me wrong. But, you know, let's face it, you know, the, you know, the people that are just Disney fans, if you will, or focused on Disney, they're a different breed. And this guy, he was quirky. He was a quirky <laughs> guy. And he was, when we were waiting for our field trip and audience, where you wonder what a field trip is, we'll get to that later. Um, we were waiting for our field trips in the benches. He was asking these crazy questions. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, this guy, he's just asking for him to, to be, to get that, that attention <laughs> that, that he doesn't want to get, you know, I'll say that much. And it was so, we were just laughing so much. And he was a nice guy and we were talking to him during that, you know, when he was going through everything and we, we kind of bonded with him to some degree. We didn't like share numbers or anything, but it was just kind of fun having this outsider with our group. That's again, kind of quirky Disney cast member. It was like something out of like a SNL skit. Like he was oh. a, a stereotype, you know? How funny. So- <laughs> well, I apologize for throwing a random in your group. I uh, didn't realize that great, happened. <laughs> no but need to yeah. apologize. It was I mean- great. It is funny with the bonding thing because you see, we see it all the time when you have 
you know, small groups, groups of two show up and we put them together where there's a three and a two or whatever it may be. Our maximum group size is eight, but you end up usually, unless you're coming with seven or eight people that you know, being grouped with, you know, one, one to f- a few others. And right. it's like going through that entire thing. They, they do bond at some point, you know, they're almost yeah. forced to kind of be on the same team. They're, they're in there protecting each other and laughing together. And so you see it all the time. They're almost like at the very end in that photo, a lot of times they'll ask the group, oh, do you guys want to take your own photo? You know, you'll give right. the opportunity like the two and the three. And a lot of times they'll just say, no, we'll just we'll be all together in a group because by that point, you know, they they're already like linked and they're already bonded and they yep. had a great time together. They want to remember it, you know. So it is cool that it does that with people. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's fantastic. And yeah, we did our, our our photo, all of us together. And, you know, I can relate to what you said about the bonding, too, in a different respect. So I am, in general, a fan of themed entertainment. So that's kind of a big umbrella. You know, it covers, of course, you know, theme parks, roller coasters, but it covers haunts. It covers sh- live shows and things like that. And it's one of the things I love about going on cruises. I'm a big cruise enthusiast and I love the entertainment on cruise ships. It's fantastic. And, and it, you know, it's all great. And one of the other areas of themed entertainment that I've really come to enjoy, and I've got some local friends here in Orlando that we really love it. We, we do it together is escape rooms. I've done oh, a lot yeah. of escape rooms. Yeah. And, and with the escape rooms, you're oftentimes paired with other groups. And I've done them, I've done them privately with a few of us, all we all know each other, but usually yes. it's other people. And we wind up bonding and like connecting and joking around and, you know, and respecting each other. Like there's always that really smart person that figures things out. <laughs> wow, awesome. And, you know, so it's all these social dynamics that are, don't come into play everyday life, but come into play in these unique circumstances. And, and I definitely saw that with, with your haunt. So it was great. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, there's speaking of just social experiments, it's like we kind of use that base as a way to create certain rooms. Like how will, the group mm-hmm. react with each other when you put them in this situation, you know? Right. So it's a social experiment in itself a lot of times. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we take a step back, if you take a step back from the impact that that's very, the scariest haunt you ever did had on your sinister point, how have haunts, and this could be both from a going through haunts as a guest, but mm-hmm. also running a haunt, how have haunts had a significant positive impact on you overall? Well, I think in both scenarios, going through and then operating our own haunt, it you know our, we have I have been able to build a lot of confidence in general, um, both on the you know being a guest in haunts and then and again I haven't done that many or any other extreme haunts besides my own, um, but just running the haunt, there's so much involved and so many layers and so many aspects that people don't get to really know about or see. And so the experience itself is so just intricate and there's just so much happening. And so being involved in that is just, um, I don't know, it makes you feel like you've created something, you know, and you're, you're, you have a pride that you're putting on the show and people want to come see you. Um, you know, you have all these actors and people working for the same goal, you know, put being here in this giant theatrical performance, all trying to scare general public, you know, we're all kind of all teamed up together, but it's, it just, I think 
there's nothing but positivity that has come from all of it, really. I mean, sure, there's negative stuff, but that comes with anything that you do or experience in life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, having the 17th door as a business has been extremely positive as in- impacting on my life. Uh, I couldn't really imagine not being here and not having done this for the last nine years. You know, it's like, oh, before this, I was working in mortgage. I don't have, you know, who wants to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know? right. No, you definitely have. I mean, and I'm sure, you know, there's all kinds of headaches and bad days. And, you know, I, I, with what you guys do with the 17th door, I can imagine because of how complex it is. There's all kinds of things that come up. And, you know, so it's not like it's just, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows. But, you know, clearly you have a more interesting job than like an accountant or, you know, working in a bank. And that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah you get a lot yeah. of questions from your peers and other parents <laughs> at school, you know, and they just want to know more about it. And it really is an exciting job to talk about. And I feel lucky that I'm able to do that and have that in my life. And and we just have so many like stories and whether they're good or bad or hard times that you got through on, you know, with permitting through the city or, you know, upset customers or whatever it may be. It's like the harder something is usually the more you're getting out of it. So we've experienced that a lot in the last and that, you know, whether it's fear or just something difficult that you're doing, usually it's beneficial for you as a person, you know, as far as growth as a person goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. A lot of positivity there, for sure. So, well, with all that said, let's, I mean, we're already been started to talk about a little bit, but let's let's go ahead and dive in to yeah. uh, what you do for, in the haunt industry, the contribution that you make, you and your husband and, and your company. Uh, and let's talk about the 17th door. So to start with, let's kind of start at the beginning. So tell us about the 17th door, its history, how and when it originated. Okay. So, uh, well, again, I was working in mortgage for several years out of college and then, uh, the mortgage industry crashed. And so I was laid off with the rest of them. Um, and then I worked for my father and just in another office job doing, um, some local marketing and, uh, human resources type stuff. You know, uh, I had been having, started having kids at that time, but I was kind of at in a spot in my career that was just felt kind of dull, you know, it wasn't something that I wanted to, to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, but I am, so uh, then there's my husband. So my husband, Robbie and I, we've been married for, I don't know, like 18 years or something. I'd have to do the math. We've been together a while, but he right. is um, much different than I am as far as like his personality and extreme entrepreneurs, always coming up with new businesses, started from a very young age with his own business. And he's just the most creative person, you know, that I know, just ideas (laughs) beyond ideas over ideas. It's like, it just never stops. So he's an active brain and the haunted house idea had actually come up as almost sort of like a joke, like, uh, back back when we were dating, you know, years and years ago. Oh yeah, an extreme haunt. This is, and then it just was one of the ideas of many that he would just every so often talk about and put, you know, add to over time. Oh, that'd be great for for my extreme haunt, you know. And some of these ideas you just write off, thinking it's just a fantasy, you know, it's just right. nothing. It's just something to talk about and a funny thing to dream up. 
Um, and it, in 2014, so we were married, we were married in 2005. So back in 2014, um, we were brainstorming ideas for a new career for myself, you know, and he right. was kind of pushing me to do something more entrepreneurial, like that yeah. I had never done before. I'd always worked for a company, I worked for someone that was my safe zone. Um, right. I just never wanted to be a business owner. That wasn't me. And <laughs> so, uh, but at the time, you know, we were just thinking and it was all kinds of things were on the table, all kinds of things. Uh, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then it just happened where he had said, well, why don't we do the haunted house together? Because the haunted house had been something we had talked about, but very right. lightly over, you know, many years. And as soon as he said it, it was like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And so that's sort of how it started with that concept um, that had already been developed many years prior. But it was like, as soon as we decided, let's do it together. It's a new business. We're going to open a haunted house. And then we just kind of hit the ground running and put everything we had into it. Um, sure. We had no idea what we were doing. We had no experience with a haunt or anything of that nature. But again, like my husband had a lot of experience in many different kinds of businesses, house flipping and automotive business and custom stereos and, you know, oh, wiring cars up. And so all this stuff that he had already known and learned and taught himself. Um, and what's interesting is he was able to take all of the experience from all of his other jobs and businesses over the years and kind of put it all into the creation of the haunted house. It really in, took, it took all of it. It's like knowing so many things about, you know, the real estate and how to, to lease a space and, how to build and construct walls and wood and how to wire up and program. And there's just so much involved in the haunted house itself. Um, but he was able to use it all. And so we had just decided back in 2014, let's, let's go for it. And so that's, that's when the decision was made and that's when we opened in 2015. So the next year, nice. I had no idea. So it was, um, it was wild. I would never have done that by myself ever. Right. No way. Right. I mean, it was scary having to getting into something that you're just totally unfamiliar with. Um, you know, making all these phone calls to people in the cities and no idea. Very scary for me. That's another fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I there talked about go. earlier about <laughs> real life fears and yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't in, in life generally make a major career change. I'm not talking about a job change, like going from yeah. one corporate company to another. That that's scary. That's not scary. That's that has anxiety with it, changing jobs. But right. career changes, going from working for the man, as they say, to having your own business and being responsible for everything yourself and and being responsible for employees that report to you and work for you and the HR aspects. And I mean, yeah, that's that's there's a lot of anxiety there, legitimate anxiety. That's not something that happens every 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 day of your life. That's a life changing experience. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah and if yeah. it weren't for someone, my husband pushing me to do that, I would yeah. be perfectly happy, you know, staying in the safe area of the, the places that I knew and the, right. the job type that I was comfortable with, you know? So, um, but again, that has helped me totally grow as a person and just being able to push yourself through those boundaries and being able to kind of, I don't know, get into things that you're just unfamiliar with and scared of and being able to do them. 
Right, right, right. For sure. For sure. Now you mentioned your, your husband, Robbie. So, you know, you were kind of looking for a new career, trying to figure something out. You're brainstorming with him because the mortgage industry, you know, after the, you know, 2008 and now all of that financial mess and the crisis and everything. So you're trying to find something new and different, but Robbie still had what he was doing for work at that time. Right. Yes. And, and right. for a while he was doing the haunt and and his other jobs. And I was actually kind of going back and forth between what I had done uh, working for my dad in the office uh, and the haunt. And then it, became, it came to a point where we just realized that there's no way to kind of do both. Right, right, right. So, so that's my, was my next question is Robbie, at some point things took off with 17th door to the point where he doesn't have a separate job anymore either. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's great. I mean, that's a pure sign of success right there. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, right? But there's no way. I mean, that certainly doesn't mean that he's sitting there doing nothing for oh, nine months of the year. He is always active and coming up with new things to do and, um, you know, still has side projects here and there with, with other things and real estate and this and that. But, but yeah, it, it was something that we had gotten to a point where we were able to just kind of dedicate everything to and not have to trying to be bounced back and forth, bouncing back and forth between, you know, two different careers. Right, right, right. Oh, and I could imagine now of experiencing the, uh, having experienced the 17th door that, you know, like you hear about Universal Orlando, where, you know, the, the outside of the couple, two or so months of the year where the haunt is actually happening, you know, they're, they're already right now building for the next year, prepping for the next year. And as soon as, you know, October 31st from this year, I guess November 4th, I think is when that event and, you know, they're, they're going to be starting to tear down everything and starting to put up the new stuff. It's a year round thing. Yeah. Given the complexity of your haunts mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, you change things up, I can imagine it's a year round. It's got to be a year round thing. It is know? year round. Yeah. And whether that's yeah. just, you know, the, the, the planning process itself is kind of always happening in your head, even during, right. during the haunt season, right? You're always thinking about what's next and how, how you're going to expand on something, um, but yeah, I mean, you get a short period of time off at the end of the year. And then as soon as January hits, you're kind of already getting into it. You're getting into the plans for the next year. And then by March, April, and certainly by May, you're starting to actually build and, you know, start the season is the beginning yeah. of the hot season for us is usually May, May 1st. Right. So yeah, it is a year round thing. And, you know, we have, uh, we can talk about this now or later, but we have plans being in this new location for um, some future endeavors and some year round experiences that we're kind of exploring and planning and looking into. So that'll really just kind of take away haunt season and make it a year round thing for us. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned something I remember, you know, it was so great, especially with how busy you were and everything on it. We were there opening night for this year, the the four of us, and then the Disney the token Disney, yeah. um, but and remember we we got to meet you there uh, before we experienced everything, and yeah, I could tell how excited you were, and obviously you had a lot of things going on, and I think you were telling us um, that you were you were some something to that effect that you were looking at doing other things year round. So yeah, I mean, no time like the present. Why don't you go ahead and share what you know what you'd like to share about that? Yeah. So in our move to Buena Park, um, we were able to acquire a bigger space, which is great. You know, you have more flexibility with more space. And then um, we are going to be expanding starting next year um, into an adjacent space that's 
basically the same size as the one we have now. So it's almost double the amount of space as what we're currently in, which was wow. already bigger than what we were in um, in the last six years. But um, we plan to do a year-round escape room, like a horror-themed nice. escape room, but you know, over the top and different and I- intense, uh, you can expect. Um, <laughs> and then we have opportunities for um, some interactive horror theaters that we might kind of do. We have oh, um, wow. an open space that we can use for just events throughout the year for different things. Everything will be kind of 17th door horror world related. So right. it'll right. all be kind of tied together. It's all in the same location, but we're very excited about what we have going for us as far as opportunity over the next, you know, 15 years and growth and our plans for our future. So we're very right. stoked about being here and being able to kind of, expand which we've never really been able to do up until this point yeah that's exciting so now when you said expanding beyond so logistically speaking the existing 17th door attraction the one that operates Mm -hmm. september october that is going to remain in the new space where it is but then you're taking over more space adjacent for the other correct Okay. Yes, that's great because I'm sure you don't want to have those growing pains again of having to move everything. And oh, shift. it's impossible. Right. It's it's yeah. so difficult. I mean, with the complexity of of the haunt and just everything that goes into just even one room and the wiring involved and the t- the technical aspects and the heavy metal spinning rooms. Whoops, I might have just given away a spoiler there. <laughs> but like, you know, there's just so much. And it's not like, oh, we just have temporary wood walls that we need to tear down and relocate. It's just like entrenching ourselves into a space, you know, and on so many levels. And yeah, not having to move that is just gives you so much opportunity for new things and growth and being able right. to add to what you already have. So that's right. exciting right. for us. So uh, with what you just said there, I don't, I don't, I think that was actually a good teaser for people <laughs> not experiencing door. knowing what you're alluding to that people don't know. Okay. Well, basically audience, it, no surprise here. She's been talking about all this wiring complexity. One of the things that in my opinion, as an engineer is so incredible about the 17th door is we're not talking about a static experience. We are talking about things that move, things in these rooms move in different ways. I'm not gonna tell you how or or what's going on because we don't wanna spoil anything, but these rooms are dynamic rooms, many of them. And what they do, what these rooms do will blow your mind, mm-hmm. especially knowing that this is not at a theme park that's been, you know, this attraction was built 20 years ago and it's, you know, it's some, you know, billion dollar budget like what Disney Universal built. This is considering this is an independent haunt at a lower budget than say a theme park it's amazing what what heather and robbie and the rest of the team do and you you will experience things that you won't experience at theme park haunts or any other independent haunts the complexity and a lot of it is the engineering and trying to make it seem less scary but when you couple in what it what it is and the horror theme and the scare actors and everything else it all works together in amazing ways and that room that you were alluding to heather was my favorite room cool freddie knowing me well knowing me as an engineer he knew that that was gonna be my <sighs> favorite room but one of the things that made that room so awesome and again audience i'm speaking in very general terms to not spoil uh one of the things that made that room so awesome is how well the actors in there worked with the room mm. and guided you through that room and what goes on in it and oh my they were great those guys they i, cool. they, I don't know if they've been doing it for more than a year now uh, probably because they were they were perfect at what they did in that room. 
So that room takes um, four actors dedicated for it for the entire night. Um, and it does take a lot of training because there's some safety issues involved with people yep. being in the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are a strong team and some of the, I think a couple of them that were working that night, you were there were newer, um, but we had oh, already wow. trained them. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it, it's cool to be able to do, and that's sort of Robbie's always Robbie's goal is to kind of be able to create an experience that is a, will be most definitely a new experience for most everybody who comes through, right? That's right. always the goal. It's like, oh, let's, what can we do that's different? How can we make this something that someone hasn't experienced before? And I do like the word that you use dynamic because I would ex- describe that uh, a lot of the rooms as being very dynamic and yeah. um, especially on the engineering level. I would have loved to show you the backside of that room. Dang it. I wish we had the opportunity where I oh. could have shown you what it looked like on the outside while it's going. Would I be able to like when I come out next year? Yeah, obviously. Oh, we'll totally. Yeah, I would okay, love so to show you. You would not the like be willing to show. You, you would be no, no. Show. Yeah, oh, awesome. especially for someone who would has would have an appreciation for the way it operates, you know, and the machinery oh, yeah. involved. Yeah. So that's like something we enjoy showing people oh, awesome. when we have the opportunity. But um, yeah, really. So in the second year, we brought on uh, our business partners, Adam and Sarah who had worked with my husband years ago in one of his early businesses, but they've been, they're also co-owners. So it's the four of us and they've been um, part owners of the 17th door since 2016. And really between Robbie and Adam together, it's like, honestly, whatever Robbie dreams up between the two of them, they somehow managed to build it and make it work. And sometimes that involves a crap load of, troubleshooting and they they (laughs) construct something that takes so long and they put it together and just doesn't work the way they thought it would. And they have to start over or rebuild it or reconstruct it. But that room was one of them. It's like, Oh, you're going to do what, you know, Robbie would say, here's what, you know, here's what I have planned for this (laughs) year. And there were so many years when I just was instantly doubtful, like what you can't do that. You know, well, what if this, and what if this happens and how, how are you going to do this? And, (laughs) and he's just like, how are you questioning me? What are you talking about? We're going to make it happen. And so between the two of them and Adam, who is owns a metal fabrication company, that's his other job. Oh. And so everything in this building, you know, they build in house. It's like they weld it, they put it together, they cut all the metal, everything is done between the two of them. It's pretty amazing to see. Okay. So they've got, you've got the metal fabrication company, you know, which was with CNC and a machine shop sounds like, and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So do Adam or, and or Robbie, do they have an engineering type background as far as designing these things or? And uh, no, but I mean, Robbie would describe himself as a street engineer. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I, I have, I will have to tell you, um, I have an uncle who he never got a college degree, but he uh, he's retired now. He was designing engines for Boeing airplanes and Airbus airplanes, and he was amazing at it. He yeah. was self-taught and, and brilliant. You know, college is not always the only way to get into yeah. these advanced areas. Right. So, yeah. 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 The two yeah. of them, they honestly, like, I don't need, they're all both pretty much self-taught, but the stuff that they build and, and wow. create and make is just, it is mind-blowing, you know? It's like... People have started to accept the fact that, you know, we're going to have these types of things here at the 17th door. And if we don't, we're in trouble because that's what they're coming for. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to know that, you know, they're the, just them two alone are the ones that have 
designed it and then built it and made it happen. That's amazing. That's, that's yeah. really amazing. So I, I can also imagine, you know, all the, the, again, the growing pains, you know, moving from that other location and it was in Fullerton, right? Yes. So it wasn't yes. like, you know, a block away. It was a major, and you know, move that if what I experienced this year is, you know, you guys rushing to get all that done and get moved and everything. And, you know, where, where you can go now with this expanded space and now being settled and being able to focus on the polished details and not just all the wiring working and all that, where I, you know, again, can only imagine where things can go from here as I come back to the 17th door, hopefully each year and see what's different and new and with what Adam and Robbie come up with. I, I, you know, I almost feel like I've experienced sort of like a baseline, if you will, a new baseline. Totally. And I so appreciate you saying that and recognizing it because, you know, it's, it's hard to move what we had from one location to another in such a short period of time. You can only do so much, you know, you're just, you have limits. And so it's, it's, it's so exciting to be in a new space that has all this opportunity, but on the flip side, yeah, this year was, is a difficult year for us because we're essentially starting from scratch in a way, you know, and now that we're going to, and so people, not everybody is going to recognize that they're going to come here and, you know, cut you for not doing something Um, perfectly or not having, you know, something over the top, whatever they had in their minds or taking away a room that we had last year and we don't have this year, but yeah, it's like, we just got our feet settled here. And like you said, now that we get settled, we get to be your build and build and create and add over the next, you know, however many years that we'll be here. There's a lot you can do once, once, once you have the time. (laughs) Right. Right. Now, (laughs) another follow-up question about the location. I'm I'm curious, is it purely coincidental that your new location is so close to Knott's where in my opinion, they have the best theme park haunt ever, even better than Universal's uh, Orlando's haunt. Um, you know, is it is it coincidence or is it strategic to kind of capture the audience to kind of, uh, uh, you know? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. so part of us almost feels bad for it's like, oh, we're kind of coming onto your land, right? You know, you're we're we're taking in, we're moving into a space that's already so close to where they were, and no, we had no intention of positioning ourselves close to a theme park haunt. It just, it is coincidental. And it's like, oh, especially when you're looking for a space to put this type of haunt of this size in, you're limited into the size of the space and what's available. We actually had our eye on this space when we moved to Fullerton. It just, we couldn't acquire it at that time back in 2017. But um, no, it's just the Buena Park was a great city to move to. Uh, It's already got a lot of entertainment here you know so there's a lot going on and that's that's a great place to move into for that reason but it's really just about the space the size and what the actual building itself can provide to us and offer right 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 well i can tell you at least from my maybe somewhat unique perspective that i appreciated where you guys moved to uh, and i think there's a halo effect a synergy there because what happened was we went on opening night friday night and we had, as a lot of people do, the Scary Farm passes, you know, the season passes. And yeah. we had gone on Thursday night, opening night for Scary Farm the night before. And we're like, okay, Friday night, we're going to do, and that's why I wound up, you know, emailing you to switch around our times. We wound up doing the, you know, the first time slot, you know, 7 p.m. there. That way we could do that first and then just go over to Scary Farm right next yeah. door. And it's really nice to be able to kind of not have to, 
you know, drive an hour to you guys, you know, and then two hours to knots or some crazy thing like that. Yeah. We can easily do both in one night. And I'm sure you're going to have other people that are going to have similar kind of perspectives. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that as even being an option, but there are a lot of enthusiasts who will go to multiple places in one night. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right next door. So you might as well share the customers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a synergy there for sure. Yeah. Uh, Last last thing I want to touch upon that you mentioned uh, kind of in this kind of discussion we've been having here, mini discussion about the expansion and what else you guys are going to do. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot encourage you more than I'm going to try to here to do that escape room because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I've done many escape rooms, different themes, IP-based, original story-based. My favorite escape room that I've ever done, I can imagine is along the lines of what you guys would do because it was a, the the one haunt one that I've done, the one mm. horror one. And granted, you guys create your own IP, but this one was an IP-based one. Oh, my gosh. I It was so amazing. I just did it about a month ago. I was out in Vegas, and I did the uh, – actually, there's two of them. There's It Chapter 1, It Chapter 2, oh. licensed through Warner Brothers and everything as I talk to them about it. And these guys, this company that does it, oh, my gosh. The theme, oh, cool. the scare actors, the intensity, the music, the sound, everything was so – it was perfect. It was so perfect. And, but it was it was scary, you know. We had Pennywise chasing after us. Yeah. Time. Try not to spoil that experience too much here, but uh, it was wild. And I can imagine that what you guys would do with again putting your own unique flair on it because you guys are really creative, obviously very creative. I can only imagine how awesome that would be to have a horror themed escape room by the minds behind the Seventeenth Door. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not even privy to the ideas that are spinning around in Robbie's head, (laughs) but I just know that it's going to be crazy and that it will be different, you know, mostly. I think it will be different. And I know he said something about, oh, the only, oh, no locks. No, what did he say? Something, you know, I don't know. He he just, he puts his own spin on things, but I think it'll be very challenge-based, also very intense and scary, but it should be, I'm very excited for it. I love escape rooms too. I'm not like an escape room pro. We've done several, but not not probably not nearly as many of as you've done. But they are fun, and especially the scary ones. You know, oh, yeah. it's like they're so fun, and oh, I just can't wait to be able to break into that uh, yeah. industry. I think it'll be great for sure, for sure. And yeah, again, we're both big haunt fans here. I, I'm going back to Vegas a couple more times this year. My next trip is at the end of October. And I already have booked that same company, so I know it's going to be stellar, or expect it to be at least. Uh, they have a Saw escape room. Okay, yeah. And so I'm excited to do that. I already got that booked. And actually, oh, cool. later tonight, I'm probably going to see uh, Saw 10, Saw X is coming out oh, tonight. And jealous. So I'm going to see that. that. I'm going to see that in November. So, <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, understandably, <laughs> I know you got a lot going on. But likewise, I definitely hope to experience uh, your escape room whenever it comes up. Totally, yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. So that's just great. So so coming back to the 17th door itself, the existing experience. So yes. we've already kind of been talking about all these crazy mechanical contraptions and without getting into details. But besides that, you know, what else would you say sets the 17th door apart from other haunts? Um, well, yeah, I mean, the extreme parts of it are that, oh, the actors can touch you. And then we have the extreme effects like electrical shocking and, um, you know, suffocation to some levels, um, live bugs. And there's just, you know, water, there's so many elements and things that we like to incorporate in the show. Um, but you know, 
it can be extreme for many people, uh, but we also have the safe word and we have mercy pendant. So uh, we really started that a few years ago because um, you get so many people who are too scared or they want to come with their group of friends, but they're just, they're hesitant and they don't want to push themselves that far. Um, but we, it's a way to allow, you know, someone to come through with that extra layer of safety. So you get to kind of come to an extreme experience, but have an out, you know, have that safe word and be able to, you know, and then hopefully they come back the next year and they're challenging themselves to not right. say the safe word. And you get, you hear that a lot, like, oh, we right. came through and we didn't say, we never, we didn't say mercy. We didn't say mercy. And, um, they're almost proud of themselves for not using that tool that they have. Right. Uh, right. But, you know, that's designed in a way where it's like we want it to be intense. We want it to be over the top, but we also want it to be fun. And we also want it to be something that the general public will want to come to. Um, but as far as being different, as far as, you know, different haunt goes, uh, I think just the, the the mechanics of the way that people move through the haunt is much different than you know, a theme park where you're walking through kind of with groups, even though sometimes they do separate you. Um, so there's right. gaps. Um, our groups are put in individual groups. They're locked, you know, with these magnetic locks inside each room for its own kind of scene that plays out. Um, the entire thing, we kind of, we kind of reference it as like its own machine. The entire haunt itself is like a machine because we're moving through these groups in a very controlled, timed way where the group right. cannot cannot move faster or slower than than the design. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of cool because you get to then capitalize on having that group by themselves for this exact given amount of time. And and then you can push them to the next room and release them from that room and push them into the next room. No group is ever going to run into the group in front of them or behind them. Right. Um, so yeah, it just, there's a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity with running the, the haunt in that way, but it works very well for us. You're able to control flow and you're yeah. able to make it an intense environment, but in a very controlled, safe way. So you don't have anyone panicking and running around. Well, every once in a while you do, but n not, <laughs> you know, for the most part, you've got a group locked in a space. So, uh, right, but yeah, right. that was, that's been that way. We've had that kind of way d designed it since the very beginning. And that's how we sort of wow. came into the haunt as yeah. that type of. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's how it's different aside from the whole extreme aspect. Right. Yeah. There's a few ways it's different. That's a really good point. It's another really impressive thing for me being an engineer, the technology of it is not just the contraptions and all that that exists in many of the rooms, but how you, the flow control and how, the, you know, you've got a simple system that it's very clear to each group when they can proceed to the next door. And, you know, basically this isn't spoiling anything really. The 17th door audience, it's called that because there are 17 rooms that you go through. This is not an escape room. It's not puzzles and things like that. It's a haunt experience, very intense haunt experience, but your, your group will go into one room and experience something there and then move on to the next, but you're not going to encounter the other groups that are there. And it's very much isolated, which makes it part of why it makes it more intense. And it's brilliant how you guys do that and maintain that flow. And it's part, partly it's the technology, the engineering behind it, but also it's your team, your 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 scare actors that you have there in all those different rooms, and how they keep people moving through, and and how they stay in theme, and they're so they're scary, but they're funny 
as ever yeah. and some of them are just yeah. scary yeah but some of them have the funny you know yeah it's great that you have great you have a great team there fantastic team uh, i will let them know they they this acting job is hard it's not a typical for the actors, you know, where they may have worked another haunt before they're stationed in a certain zone and they're just really assigned to be able to, you know, pop out when, right. when appropriate and scare people in kind of a pop out manner. We don't have a lot of pop out scaring, maybe a couple right. points of it, but it is very heavy um, act. It's very heavy acting overall. I would, we always say it's kind of a cross between like a theatrical performance, like theater and then the the haunted house itself, right? You're kind of combining the two. So right. that's different and cool, but it's hard. It's hard for the actors. They have to be good. They have to be able to kind of perform to an in, like a very intimate group for a given amount of time. And they have to be able to do that all night long for every single right. group, you know? Right. It's, it's taxing. It's a hard job, but they, we do have a really talented group. Yeah. And nothing. I have friends that are scare actors in your more conventional theme park months, like, at at uh, SeaWorld, for example, here in Orlando with their Howl Scream, or certainly Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando. Nothing against what those guys do, the pop outs and, yeah. the and all that. But yeah, you what your actors do there is at a whole other level. And it's so amazing. And they do such a great job of it. And I thought it was kind of fun too. You know, I, I you know, not just because of the podcast. If I wasn't interviewing you today or ever, I still would have would have done what I did because I like helping promote amazing experiences and positivity. And so I made that post. Um, you know, it was I think even just resharing. I think what Bella posted um, yeah. after experiencing the seventy door and helping to promote you guys because you guys are awesome. And <laughs> in the comment, absolutely comment one of those posts. The um, driver from our field trip, we'll talk more about the field trip. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, he, he had posted, he said, he lo- I love driving you guys. And he and I had a couple interactions and I, and I kind of, I commented back to him something in theme to the story of the field trip without giving really anything much of anything away. And it was kind of fun to kind of banner with him a little bit on social media. Just Yeah. That's and awesome. yeah. Oh yeah. They, 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 oh, you guys have just awesome people. So, um, and that's another thing that makes Seventy Door amazing. Now you mentioned the mercy. So you added mercy a few years ago, you said? It must've been a few years ago. We've been doing it for many years. It started in, gosh, maybe it was toward the beginning. I don't remember. It's like we started, it could have been our first or second year, but it's like we got halfway to, through the season and we're like, oh, we need to allow people to, to buy an extra, a few bucks extra for a mercy pendant, right? We have the safe word itself, which we've always had, but oh. the pendant itself is like that little tiny glow necklace that you wear if you want to avoid certain things like electric shocks and bugs, you know, for oh. instance. I so see. that's what that is for. Cause some people are just like, no way okay. I'm not going if this is going to happen, you know? Okay. So you've always had a safe word. Yes. Yes. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I, I was going to ask you what, if, what was it like before the safe word? Okay, you've always had a safe word, but the pendant, like the, it's like a no boo necklace basically. <laughs> yeah. Similar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It only, it only prevents you from getting shocked and coming into contact with bugs. That's it. Okay, and we say so, that- you, so there's still physical interaction though. Definitely. Yes. Okay. Which is appropriate because I mean, if you really started stripping away too much, it's like, why bother? Right. Yeah. And you're signing a waiver and there's a lot that happens, you know, to you as a guest. But yeah, I think that it gives enough people the courage to come when maybe they would not have before. Right. Right. Now, I I think this is I I wanted to make it clear to our audience uh, because I'm sure a lot of people that are listening right now have never heard of 17th Door. And that's nothing about you guys. It's just you guys are a little more on the extreme side. 
you're, you know, it's not, you're not some theme park hop that's been around like knots for 50 years and, and so forth. So you're, you're trying to, we're hopefully trying to expose more people to, to your experience so you can, you know, get, get some new, uh, new victims, new, new, new. Ah, uh, yes. You thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want to make it clear, uh, and I'm sure Heather, you being a working in the industry and being a, such a big fan, know of what I'm about to bring up. And I'm bringing this up to merely, really draw a contrast. So there is a very famous, infamous, uh, used to be in San Diego, now it's in the Midwest, yes. uh, haunt experience called McKamey Manor. Yes. And I had heard about it years ago. And again, some of our audience, maybe you've heard of it. You can look it up. Um, there's a lot of YouTube videos about it. The, the 17th door is not McKamey Manor. McKamey Manor is very extreme. There, of course, are waivers. They actually have to do background checks now. But why have to do that? Because people were going to the police and that's how they got ran out of San Diego. There were too many complaints. McKamey Manor is where actually you are physically hurt. You can bleed. I mean, all this crazy intense experiences. Yeah. What I want to make clear, and Heather, please add on whatever you'd like to add on here, um, that, and what I love about the 17th door is as I talked about earlier, I've been seeking out these more intense experiences. And 17 Door is the most intense haunt I've ever experienced in my life. Absolutely. There's no question in various ways. But it's still fun. Like, mm -hmm. like there are physical interactions. Again, there are shocks involved. We'll leave it at that. Potentially, um, there's other, you know, there's things that you're going to feel, but there's no breaking of skin. There's no bleeding. Uh, there, there's no, you're not going to feel anything beyond after, beyond 30 seconds or so, maybe a minute, you know, it, there's no lasting effects. There's, it's not dangerous. It's fun. There's laughing. It, it's that it's that sort of constraints that are, that are kind of are what the 17th door is. So it, it's, it's not too much into the point where it's, it's BDSM or some crazy, you know, sadistic, you know, kind of thing like that. It's just fun, intense fun. I mean, totally. would you like to add anything onto that, Heather? Yeah, sure. Yes. I People ask all the time, you know, are you like McKamey Maynard? And I, I'm familiar with what they do or what they did. I don't know if they're even still operating. I know people yeah. who have been through it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's just a totally entirely different experience. And a lot of times with a lot of the stuff that we do, I think people like to throw around the words torture and, you know, things like <laughs> that, because A, it makes them feel like, they're doing something intense and crazy over the top, right? We were tortured right. or we were this. And um, yeah, you're going to upset some people that maybe just missed the giant banners and all of the, you know, warnings <laughs> we've tried to give them. But for the most part, uh, no, we, we're never, the goal is never to intentionally hurt anybody. Um, right. And the actors are trained to only, you know, the touching is very, they're guiding, they're helping people up. They might startle someone from the shoulder on the, behind them. Um, but just being, having the element of being able to be up close and personal in someone's space is scary enough for most people. Uh, but yeah, the, we don't, I don't necessarily like using the word torture because that's definitely not what we're out no. to do. And no. um, the experience is meant to be, you know, kind of assault all of the senses that you have but definitely not in a way where you're going to be harmed. Right. Physically. Right. Mentally, maybe, right. but not <laughs> psychologically. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And as far as the physical experiences go, and it's going to, you and I have been doing a good walk here, walking a fine line as far as not spoiling anything, but also try not to be too general. 
So there are a couple parts of the experience. I think there's one in 17th door itself in the 17 rooms uh, in particular. And there's one as part of the field trip, which we'll talk more about what that is later again, that are where other guests are actually doing the physical thing to you. And it's done in a way, especially the one inside the mm, door. Mm-hmm. That, yes. that was a, because Freddie, Freddie knew what was coming. He knew that uh-huh. room. Yes. And when, when he, he looked at me, like, Andrew, you just realize what's going on here. And it, it took a little light bulb to come on because everything else that was going on, it's an intense experience overall. And when I, it took me a couple seconds, jaw drop, like, oh, wow. <laughs> How cool is this? Because I thought that was some mechanical thing that was right. like, what a, that's like something you'd see in a movie. It's it's like a MacGuffin in a movie or something. And so there's, that was really cool. And again, general terms here to not spoil, but the other one, funny story, and I'm again walking the line here in the field trip. I thought it was one of my friends. I thought it was Bella that did something to me. Because I was like, wow, that was that was kind of intense, Bella, for you to do that to me. <laughs> and then she revealed to me later that it one of the her. actors <laughs> took the device and did that. And and I was like, oh, and we were just laughing about it. And yeah, it was just it's just like it's these unique things. You don't experience this anywhere else. It's so yeah. fun. Yes. Well, that first room that you're talking about, yes, my husband was yeah. so proud of himself. He's always wanted to do that. And he's just the the whole concept of it where a guest is like interacting with another guest or doing something causing the fear for another group or another guest is just like so cool. And it really does impress a lot of people um, the way it's set up and, and and as a guest going through, then not knowing, and like you had that kind of jaw dropping moment, like no way we're, we're, you know, we're here now. And, and so um, it's, it is cool. It's funny because early on we would tour people through the, the haunt and, I would show them that particular room. And, you know, I remember someone saying, I don't think I could do that to somebody else, you know, but it's like not once, not once did you ever get anyone who wouldn't participate because they had already been through the one side as a guest. And so then when they get to the other part, then they get to kind of be on the other side of things. And it's just having experienced it already, you kind of just, I don't know. You're already in the moment. You almost feel it's your duty to kind of step up and be involved and be and interact, you know? Right. Right. And absolutely. I think it it works best and kind of by the nature, it kind of has to work this way that you experience you're on the receiving end first. So you know what to expect, you know what you're going to do. You have the opportunity to do to others and you're like, Oh, okay, this is cool. I do have to ask though. And hopefully you're not going to spoil anything with this. I just thought of this again, my engineering mind, Chicken and the egg situation. The very first group of the night. <laughs> yeah. or you have some of the actors take care of it. Is that what Yes. Happens? The actors have to get involved every once in a while because even sometimes um earlier in the season when we have like a gap, if there's no group in that particular room. Oh, so yeah. actors have to step in and be you know, the other part of that in you know, interactivity. So right. 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 My hope here is is I'm kind of trying to take a step back as you and I are talking here putting myself in the shoes of the audience who say someone that doesn't know anything about the seventh door. And I, I, if I was listening to this right now, cause we're talking these general terms, I would become so fast. Like, what are they talking about? What is, what is this going right on? What is about? And we're not doing this on purpose audience. We're doing this because we don't want to spoil anything. We're not trying to be deviant, but I think in a way we're sort of creating hype in, in not purposely, but yes. anyway, it's, 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 this is a wild experience. So um, anyway, so moving on from there, 
So you mentioned earlier at the beginning that you knew when you were going to create this experience or thinking about it, that it would be extreme and you would start yeah. to share why later. So why, why is that? Oh, um, it's because early on. So I don't even remember how the ideas themselves started with my husband, Robbie, but the idea that he started building upon was an extreme haunted house. I, it really must have started as a joke on, you know, making oh. a haunted house extreme in all these extreme ways, almost <laughs> with the goal of being shut down because, you know, it's just so <laughs> out there. It's not like you're trying to make a successful haunted house. You're just trying to kind of put on a show, you know? And so, <laughs> right. you know, and, and that's how it really started. And so whenever the haunted house idea came up or whenever there were any ideas put into that bank, it was always the extreme haunted house. It was, you know, that was never, there was never a concept of just opening a haunted house. It was always gotcha. the extreme elements involved in the haunted house itself. So right. that, yeah, right. there was never an option of not being extreme. Right. So the, so the joke part of it in the beginning was maybe like thinking of what, what would the Simpsons would do with like itchy and scratchy land. Oh yeah. Like just like ridiculous right. ideas, you know, nothing right. that we would ever do now, but right. it's just like, right. you know, when you're brainstorming, everything's on the table. <laughs> Right, right. Gotcha. 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 So, you know, we talked about the mercy necklaces and, you know, the mercy word and, and I'm, I'm proud, you know, I'm not trying to be all like, I'm some like super, you know, (laughs) macho guy or anything, but again, I, I don't scare easily and I'm pretty go with the flow and I, you know, I'm not surprised and I'm still proud nonetheless. My first experience at 70 door, I didn't mercy at all. And you know, and so, that you know, again, that's the part of the point of that's the other side of it is that if you face your fears in this type of attraction, you can be proud of yourself because it, it's yeah. good stuff, um, but safe still nonetheless. And so, again, the 17 Doors is known for this interactivity that we've been alluding to, physical and intensity. And again, you have that mercy safe word, even the necklaces. So uh, aside from the necklaces for people that are going in as if they are going to go through everything, what percentage of guests? do mercy uh, you know or uh, uh, let me let me ask you this before we get to that are are is it set up where if you mercy because we none of us mercy that you can skip to the next room is that the idea so you'll make it through the whole thing you just may skip some yeah yes i mean the the guests always have the option of mercying out of the entire experience and that does happen it happens fairly often but the percentage of that happening is fairly low um, of someone just halfway through deciding I'm done. I need, I need out of here. I mean, we walked a couple people out opening weekend. Um, okay. So that would be mercy. I'm mercy. I'm out of, I, I want to leave. I, I'm it's not okay. continuing on, but uh, mercy, the safe word we have it done in a way where it's implemented so that someone can mercy out of, like you said, just a particular room or scare element. Like they know, right they kind of know already that there are certain things that they're afraid of, or they know they're going to be afraid of this one particular room and they're definitely not going to do it. And so knowing they have the option of just saying mercy right away, either not entering the room and just kind of being like grouping up with their, you know, meeting up with their group right after that room or just saying mercy right when they walk in and the actors kind of usually just kind of put them aside or they kind of get to observe. They're sort of just, on the outside watching the scene play out as opposed to really being involved with it. And so that's usually how the safe word is used. Um, 
and, and it works out great because they're still involved because they get to watch and they still feel like they're part of the scene and they're seeing their friends go through things, but they themselves are skipping. They're choosing to avoid certain scares. Right. Right. So you were saying that like people like partway through halfway through mercying out where they're like, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. That's very yeah. rare. That's good. That's a good sign. And that's what I would expect because again, this isn't McKinney manner. You guys are not pushing things too far. You're keeping yeah. it fun. And, you I know, mean, but, it, yeah. it happens, you know, and yeah. it's like understandable, yeah. you know, and we, we do escort people out and we have a special mercy door this year for them, but um, <laughs> the goal is to get them to enjoy the experience. Right. 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 And it's hard to, to achieve that goal with so many different levels of people's fears but yeah, right. the goal is always to have someone walk out of here leaving happy, like they, you know, had a good time, whether that means they mercied, they said the word mercy in every single room, or they avoided <laughs> saying it at all. But yeah, you right. want everybody to leave having a good time and wanting to come back. Got it. Got it. So what percentage, <clears throat> I'm not expecting like 19%, just approximately, are people like like our group where we didn't mercy at all? Is that is yeah. that in the minority or where you is know, that? um, I don't know if it's like half and half, but I would say that the the safe word is used fairly often. I probably okay. less. It might be less than 50%, gotcha. but it's 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 a good chunk of people that are almost coming knowing that they're going to be able to say the word or say the say the safe word. Right, right. You know, without, it's yeah, pretty, yeah. yeah, it's pretty common. I don't know. Okay. 30, 40 percent. That's just okay. a guess. Yeah, well, that we started, really, yeah I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, the <laughs> actors at, at some years we would actually keep track of the, the mercies, right? So oh. the actors themselves would almost count the number of mercies they get in a certain room. And some rooms are always going to 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 cause people to say mercy more often than other rooms, no doubt, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, yeah, we used to kind of keep track just as a fun way, you know, fun for the actors and fun for us to kind of track how many mercies you know, were said how many mercies we got in a night. Um, we don't track them very much anymore. Sometimes you're kind of walking the line of an actor then wanting to get a mercy. So they're almost like trying to get a mercy because they want to up their mercy number, you know? Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, right. it's not it's not designed to be that way. So it's really just right. there for the guests to use when they need it. Yeah, yeah. And it's good that you have that, of course. But uh, you know, and I have to say that you do, you guys do a great job of designing these experiences, these rooms, because, you know, there were triggering things for me in there. Again, I didn't mercy, but I was like, oh gosh, I have to deal with that. Oh no. Oh, I, yeah, just, yeah. I, I was not happy. <laughs> Again, in theme, I was, I was, I was happy. I was having fun, but I'm like, oh, it's meant to be uncomfortable, not painful, but just like mentally uncomfortable primarily is what I got the impression of, right? That's kinda, Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think definitely we're trying to play on the, the psychology of the fear in a lot yeah. of ways. Oh, yeah. I'm, I basically, I felt on edge this entire time, more or less, with some humor in interjected here and there, which is good to have that, right. uh, that, that kind of, uh, you know, comedic break, if you will. It's important. Dramatic movies do it and plays do it and so forth. But I felt overall on edge, which was great because I don't feel on edge in a typical haunt. So yeah. it was great to feel that and to get that adrenaline and the endorphins going because I don't usually get that in a lot of haunts anymore. That's awesome. I mean, that's yeah. our goal. I mean, we yeah. hope a lot of people, I think, 
end up and, and the experience is so long. You guys did the field trip, so it was even longer, yeah. but just the, you know, the main hot attraction is 35 minutes from the time you walk into the time you walk out. And so when you're on edge for that amount of time and you're just kind of adrenaline is at that high for that length of, of, of time, you come out almost in a way slightly exhausted, right? You just almost right. need a break. You need to, to wind down a bit and, you know, just desensitize and just kind of talk about your experience, but you, you, it does take a little while to kind of come down off of that because you're up there for so long. Yeah. So you, you know how we desensitized, by the way, we went to that scary farm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, we That's were funny. literally talking about it. Not scary farm, in my opinion, is the scariest of all the theme park haunts. Mm. And yet coming down from 17th door going in there, is like, eh. you know, it was because it's different level, you know, yeah, to reset different. ourselves. When we first came into into Not Scary Farm, it was almost like a joke, yeah. you know. And we came back down, and you know, it became more thematic and more immersive, and like it, it, the awesome experience that that Not Scary Farm is. But initially, it was like it was very jarring, and, and, yeah, and, and for a good reason. For a good reason, you know. Right. So, it's funny, so. I know, because my 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 oldest son is uh, just turned sixteen, and he's been exposed and around our haunted house for so many years well since we opened right and and i took him to not scary farm a few years ago just he and i let's go to Knott's. it'll be fun you know <laughs> and we had a great time and i enjoy it very much we go we're planning on going again this year but nice. um for him who has been exposed to only this place like this is the right. only haunt he's ever known <laughs> you know this is yeah. where they grew up they've never even been to another haunt so you know we go over there and it's um you know, he's walking too fast through the mazes. I'm like, you need to call, slow down, slow down. Like, <laughs> like, look at everything. And, you know, not one time is he like show any, you know, a bit of fear. Not once, right. you know, he's just like, right. oh, cool, whatever, you know. So it's just yep. the way it's been for him. Yep. So interesting yep. to see that. Yeah. One one uh, one thing I have to say along those lines, my friend Anthony, hopefully he's listening, that we brought along. Uh, Freddie and Bella, were, he had never met him before. And... I was telling them what he's like in haunts because I've done haunts with Anthony. And Anthony's one of these people. He gets scared in haunts really easily. Theme park haunts, whatever. But he embraces it. He he leans into it. He'll, he's the kind of person that he gets so affected by it, he can fall, you know, in the middle of rock. rock oh, yeah, and I love it. And I was telling him about 17 Door and he was planning on going to, to not Scary Farm already with us during the same time period. And he said, yeah, I'll do it. And he was, I was. I will tell you, Heather, he was having major anxiety that day. The, the oh, day no. of. Oh, he yeah. He was, he is, because I, I was with him a lot that day. And, and, but he still, he, he was a trooper. He went in. And even that one where it's not a mercy, it's the volunteer one. Yeah. You know, the, with the, um, I don't know, um, the one where, you know, he, he's going to, it's going to be obvious where he went after he left. Right. That yes. one. Okay. He was the one of our group that volunteered for that. Really? Yeah. See? And by the way, he's a flight attendant. He That's right. You did mention that. Our <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he did it. And he did it and I, awesome. I we were I told him I I'm so proud of you going through this whole experience and everything cuz he's scared so he's like and he 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 was a changed person after the 17 door like wow. how he looks at once now and how like he feels like he's graduated and That's so moved cool. On yeah, it's really I think cool. For, really cool. It is super cool. And for a lot of people too, it's it's the buildup, right? It's that it's that anxiety prior to getting your yep. foot in the, the first door. That's what's the scariest part, you know? I don't know. For me, like yep. I hate the electrical shocks, but it's like 
if you're shocked from behind, you don't know it's coming, it gets you, but it's such a split second. Right. But when, you know, for us, when we're testing rooms, it's horrifying because I know exactly what's going to happen. And I have to, I have to know I'm going to test it for two weeks prior. And it's like, I'm losing sleep and you're sitting there waiting and it's just, you know, it just, it's the, it's the anticipation of, of the experience itself is worse than anything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you said, it's the psychological you're going yeah, for. Yeah. That's for anything. The roller coasters, yeah. anything. It's waiting in line. Yeah. We're going on. That's the scariest part. Yep. 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 Yeah. You guys do a great job with that. And, and I, I, I say it as someone who's become a instant mega fan of 17th door after experiencing it just one time, I thank you guys for all the hard work you put in, but also what you just described, which is good point. You're getting anxious about, it cause you know, what's coming and like, oh, gosh, we got to test this for two weeks because, yeah, you have to do it to make it right. I appreciate you guys going through all that. I know oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've been talking and alluding to the field trip. So we're kind of going out of order here. It's the field trip you experience first if you opt into it. But let's talk about the field trip. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll relate my experiences with it. But first, why don't you start? Um you know, talk about uh, when you added the field trip experience, what it is and how it pluses up the 17th door. Uh, We added it in 2021. That was the first year we've always, we've had uh, like virtual reality experiences that you could add on, you know, it's considered an add on experience. Um, The field trip sort of came from an idea of taking someone away. It would be so cool. And again, this was just Robbie's idea, taking someone away in a van and bringing them somewhere else, you know, it's just like, how can you do that? And so that's sort of, you know, that's pretty much what the field trip is. It's a VIP upgrade, but really what it is, it's an entire separate haunted house that we're operating simultaneously in another location. It's an outdoor event. Um, It's totally different from what we do at our main location inside the building. Um, But yeah, we just wanted to create something extra, but sort of in this wild kind of wacky different way that involved um, other things that we couldn't do in the building and in the in the setup that we have with the, with the locked doors and everything. Like in the field trip, you have that element of hiding, you know, hiding, sneaking, and then running. So that's like one of the big things over there. It's just this whole sequence of of horror kind of events that happen that we you can't do here at the 17th door. So it's cool to be able to add that on. And I, the, the feedback we get from, from the field trip experience is really great. I think people it, totally love it. And it just, I mean, it, it doubles your, your intense level is just twice as long as it would have been, you know, here, but it, it is, it's, it's definitely been an awesome, you know, thing for us to offer to, to oh, be able yeah. to do as well. It was, it's hard to run because it's really like operationally we are running two separate events, you know? And right. so it, it's challenging, but uh, totally worth doing because it's just something so different and it's a great add on that we're able to, to include. Right. Right. No. And I, I, I can say we all loved it. Uh, so Freddie and Bella, you know, Anthony, he was like me new to everything at 17 door. Freddie and Bella had done, the main 17 door experience before, but never had done the field trip. And so it was new for all of us and we were all blown away by it. And what a way to start the whole yeah. experience. And I think the field trip does flow well into what you then experience on a more, I guess, intimate level in certain ways in the 17 door itself. 
And, you know, together, those two, they, they're they basically almost two hours total. It, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's intense and it's it, it's wild. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, like you said, the running, the sneaking, the technology that goes into it. I mean, I, I was like, we're doing that. That's happening right now. What, what the heck is going what, there's so many different things on so many different levels. And, yeah. and it's, it, again, some of the most intense experiences were part of the field trip as well. And it just pair, it's, you know, it's like a wine pairing with food. It's pairs so well with the 17th door. Um, funny thing that I'll relate. Cause I, I am one of the, I'm not afraid to make fun of myself and all that. So you probably have heard this from the scare actors there because they were going off on this <laughs> a whole experience. You probably know I'm getting at. So I, um, <laughs> So I have like really high arches, my feet. And so what I've discovered over the years is I, if I'm wearing like closed toed shoes or like sneakers or any, my feet are just killing, especially after doing like theme parks or walking, yeah. standing all day. Um, like for work, for my personal work, I work in technical sales and I have to go to trade shows. And I, at those environments, I have to wear dress shoes. I, I'm right. dressed up in a you know suit and tie even, and, and and standing around all day in dress shoes. Oh my, my feet are killing me like nothing else. I, I'm like foot massage right away, please, if I can get one. Um, so what's most comfortable for me, what I wear on a daily basis, are flip flops. Like, but they're orthotic. Yeah. They have like right. the high arch kind of style. They're not flat flip flops, and they're really comfortable. And so that's what I wore. Yeah, it's I wear to theme parks. It's great for water rides because I'm not wearing socks. <laughs> but can you run and, in them? Yeah, but well, so I they point out, you know, when we're waiting for the field trip, they're like, "Oh, that's an interesting shoe choice. You you're, <laughs> got to run, right?" And they were in theme and everything that you know, your actors and everything. And then Bella and Freddie are laughing, and Bella's like, "I told you." I'm like, "No, you didn't." Uh... Shaking her head, listening right now, she's like, "No, I told." Her. I don't remember her telling me. Maybe she did. Um, so it, the whole experience, the field trip. The, the even seventeen or afterwards, it was constantly getting pointed out, and we were all laughing, and it was <laughs> so funny. And and yeah, I mean, I had my and I'll tell you, you know, a lot of this was psychological anticipation. So I was thinking, waiting on those benches before we even got in the van for the field trip, and then in the van, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, okay, apparently I have to run, and yeah, I can't run great in them, but I can run okay. <laughs> I was like, I was ready, Heather, to lean in full. I was like, you know uh what? If this is full on, like running for my life, I'm going to take them off and hold them and just. There you go. I didn't have to go to that. I just. Survival you know, mode. But yeah, I, I, and I, I will say this, even in my flip flops, not running as fast as I would have otherwise, the thing that can happen if you're running too slow did not happen to me. You know what I'm getting at? Yes. So, without, hey, so I did okay. Great yeah. job. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm now, impressed. Don't be last. Year, Don't be last. That's what you got to know. <laughs> I mean, now, next year, well, I mean, well, let me ask you this. Does field trip, do you guys tend to change that? Well, actually, we haven't even really gotten into this yet. So we talked about this a little bit off offline before we started recording. But um, my understanding is, and please clarify, that the 17th door you, it changes up. You don't have the same exact experience every year. You know, you might add a new room, get rid of yeah. one, move them around. So what about the field trip? Does that, does that change? So, so the field trip is pretty new. And because, um, because we have such limited tickets for that experience, you right. know, with it being, right. you know, being taken away in our passenger van, um, 
they're, they're so limited and it's such a VIP experience that we haven't changed it a ton. We did change it a little bit this year, um, but we haven't had to change it a ton because really most of the time the people who are doing it haven't done it before. It's like, oh, we didn't get right. to do it last year. We're doing it now this year. You get some right. people, okay, you get some people who come again and do it, do it again. And it's right. always fun for them, but we haven't had to make many changes to the field trip yet. Whether we do or not next year, I don't know. Whether we even have it again next year, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a hard operation to run, as I mentioned, and we have so many other things going on. I don't know that we'll be able to keep that running as its own, you know, add-on experience forever. It might be something right. that we just ditch altogether, but no, it hasn't had to change very much because it's so exclusive and so VIP with such limited tickets that, you know, you're getting mostly new people coming through every time. Right. That makes sense. I, I think I would definitely do the field trip again, um, especially if, and this gets back to that bonding and, and that kind of thing. I not only am I glad that we can share this, you know, here on the podcast or what I did on social media to help expose people and bring, bring people to, out to your event. But also on a personal level, I plan on bringing other friends back. And especially if I've got people that have not done it before there, then, you know, I definitely might, we're doing the field trip and I will do it again. But, and, you know, if I do the field trip again, you know, maybe I'll actually wear sneakers for one. You didn't need them the first time around. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so my only concern was the strap, the quick, this is a real quick thing, but, the these are really cool flip flops. They come from this company called FitMyFeet.com. They're custom made, <laughs> yeah. And they have removable straps. And I've had the straps come out sometimes, and I was like, oh god, the straps are going to come out if I'm putting too much pressure running. But so I was like, I'm ready to take them off if I have to. But anyways, but yeah, it was fun. It added something for me at least. It was fun. Um, so yeah, so yeah, thank you for you know getting talking all about the 17th door, and you know, I, hopefully we've again encouraged some people to check it out, and and we'll talk at the end here how people can find out more about the event, and you know, go to the website and and all that. But uh, to wrap things up for our discussion here, Heather, let's yeah. do a couple of final personal questions. Okay. So uh, we get a little serious here. One of the first fans of Coaster Challenge when David started it, this is long before I joined the joined the movement. Uh, one of our first fans was actually a, 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 um, a kid. His name was Dusty. And uh, he sadly, very, very much too early in life, basically about the age of 16, tragically passed away this past year mm. and uh, hit David especially hard. So David, that inspired David thinking about mortality and so forth uh, to come up with a new question that we added here for season three, which is thinking about our lives and reflecting on our lives. And so a little serious here, but that question that you came up with is, how would you Heather like your family, your friends, your colleagues to remember you by? How do you want to be remembered? Mm, that's a difficult question, you know? <laughs> um, but shoot, I mean, I would just say it would, it's always great to be remembered as a, a good person, someone who took on challenges in life, right? Which is great for the theme of your show, um, yeah. face their fears and grow as a person set, and basically set, set good examples for their friends and family. You know, I want to be looked up to and, and be an inspiration to others. You know, when I look at someone else who's an inspiration to me, it's like, gosh, it would be awesome to be that for someone else. So I right. think that's really really the main thing and also being super fun and funny and fun to be around. 
Yeah, you certainly <laughs> seem like you are. And, you know, I got to say from the your story you shared with me about your life and, you know, talking about how you, you took a leap of faith and jumped industries, you know, going from, you know, working, you know, in the mortgage industry, banking industry, and then creating yeah. your own business with your husband and your partners and creating this amazing experience that so many people now enjoy. And, you know, I've become a huge fan of myself. I mean, that's something great to be remembered by by itself. So, yeah, thank you. And I, you know, we always hope that we're setting good examples for our kids. You know, we have three boys and just showing, you know, them working super hard at something and giving something everything you have and just putting in 100% effort all the time, no matter what it is. So I think that's important for us. That's great. That's great. So the last regular question real quick to ask you is, you know, keep in mind our mission about pacing peers and, you know, talking about haunts and things like that. Any advice you'd like to give those that are listening? Pearl of wisdom. Yeah. Um, just do it. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> just do it. Stop thinking about it and just do it. I mean, you will be in, in 99% of cases, you will be glad that you did. You will be glad that you pushed through something that you were afraid of. And that you overcame, you know, so that that would be my advice is at some point, just take that leap of faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's great. That's great. So the last thing here to do is, uh, you know, we're talking about this great experience you guys have, 17th door and field trip. So just share your social media website, just lead people to where they can find out more about the 17th door and experience it with themselves. All right, cool. Um, so it's the 17th door. And uh, as far as our social media channels go, everything is at the 17th door. And it's the 17th door. Our website is www.the17thdoor.com. Um, and I, I know we, I don't, we never talked about this. And I will literally just throw it in as a final side note. But we made mm-hmm. a reality TV show about the 17th door, which was released last October. Um, and it's really cool for anyone who's too afraid to come or too far away to come, but to be able to see the process of the design, the creation, the operation of the entire experience, you can watch that. It's called Spook Show 17. Um, that's streaming now on Tubi, Roku, Amazon, YouTube, iTunes. So pretty much anywhere, but it's 14 (laughs) episodes. We've got season one out there and it's going to tell you literally everything you need to know about the 17th door in a fun way, you know? So people are really enjoying the show and um, I hope that everybody gets to see it. Yeah, no, thank you. And I I did not watch it before doing the 17th door. That's right. Yeah, you didn't want to, you didn't want, exactly. So hopefully you get a chance to watch it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, now that I've gone through the experience, I definitely am planning on watching it. So thanks for the reminder on that again. And again, Heather, you know, in the, in the height of haunt season here, thank you for taking the time in your busy schedule to talk to us. And it's been uh, great chatting with you today. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It was so great to meet you in person and meet your group. And I thank you so much for coming out to see us. And we look forward to seeing you guys in future years. Definitely. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.